Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
What up, what up, what up? This your boy, Kerry B, in the place to be. What's happening? Welcome to Taste It Tuesdays, part of the King Wing Radio Network. I'm excited for tonight because I know it's going to be a hot show. Uh, my co-host, my wife-to-be, uh, Queen of Portis, uh, she is away right now. She sends her love. She will be in momentarily, uh, to, you know, help me run this ship. But tonight, it's just me. and I got the keys to the dough. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a little house party going on. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I see the one uh, one person from Pennsylvania I already called in listening to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for so much love. Uh, man, I'm just listening to all this music, you know what I'm saying, keeping it tasty like I always do. You know what I'm saying? We got Erica Badu. He got Mary T. Blige on deck. You know what I'm saying? We got Miguel. Um, you know what I'm saying? We keeping it growing sexy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah, I got to do what I got to do. So we are going to go ahead and go to this caller um, that she already um, logged in. Let's see uh, who we got on the line. Pennsylvania, you're on the mic. Yo, 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 what's going on? What is going on with you? Baby, baby, you know what it is, brother. <laughs> For real, the poet, keep your socks off. What's going on, bro? Hey, man, I'm just sitting back, um, getting ready for work, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I thought I'd call in and support, show my brother some support, man. I hear I hear I mean, I definitely appreciate the support, bro, you know what I'm saying? This is the CEO of Epiphany Radio, one of the highest radio networks in, on, I mean, ever on internet radio. I'm talking about, like, the show, all they show is the labor and this man is the mastermind behind it. So I got to give kudos to this man for real the poet. Always doing the thing. Always supportive of the poetry community, uh, the singing community, the lyricism community. Basically, anybody that's pursuing their dreams, he is a big supporter of. So, you know, I got to give my props to you, man, for doing your thing, man. Hey, man. Thank you, man. You ain't doing too bad yourself, my brother. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And, and big up for that award last year. Uh, 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 Bringing in the new year, man. Right. <laughs> I like that. There you go, there you go, man. I'm just trying to, you know, do what I do, you know, doing it what I love. So, you know, hey, man, get, hey, get a queen my love, too, man. Make sure the queen get my love, man. Oh, you already know. I, I definitely let her know. You know what I'm saying? She's away right now, but she's going to come back in momentarily, you know what I'm saying, to show her love to us. So, man, what you been going, got going on over there, bro? Hey, man, well, right now, you know, we're sitting on some old programs, but we got some new stuff coming to you. Um, tomorrow you can expect uh, Love by Candlelight with Sidoni and Pheromones. They're going to be kicking it off with some love, man, romance, a little light erotica tomorrow night at 11.30 Eastern time over here at Epiphany Radio, followed by Enigmatic Mahogany on Friday night, man, at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Um, for now, that's what we got for y'all, but, but but stay tuned for some new scheduling, yo, from Epiphany Radio. Yo, that's what's up. People that's listening in, make sure y'all go to Epiphany Radio Network. They always got something fresh, something new. Always got blazing artists coming through, rocking the mic out. So I promise you, go over there. You'll have so much fun. I'm telling you that right now. So, yo, what's going on, man? What you got for us, man, bro? Hey, bro, I got a piece uh, I just wrote, I think, yesterday, something like this. This will be the second time I spit it, uh, and it's called Fade to Black. 
Oh, I like the title already. <laughs> All right. Whenever you're ready. All right, you got the mic. Okay. Save the black. <clears throat> I grow weary. Letting go is no longer scary. The benefit is rest from all the mess, poverty, racism, ignorance, enslavement, imprisonment. The indigenous sit on some damned reservation. Private-owned prisons have turned into a business. Our sons are branded felons stripped from the right to vote. And shit. Silent is the crackle of the whip. Invisible the one they whipping us with. Names exchange for numbers. You're lucky if you get to dip your shit into that ink before they make the fingerprints. Most are judged and convicted on the sidewalk and given the death sentence. Pronounced and left in the street, blood on the concrete. Dead are those who raise their hands, unarmed cameras prove it. Private-owned prisons, most of them fill them. Even if you're innocent, Uncle Tom's crossing lines, turning Republican, painted over the black with bought for white skin. It's all good until them old boys in the hoods, those unpigmented devoiders of melanin, find no more use for you as their entertainment. Tiger Woods, O.J. Simpson. Tiger called himself Comblasian, but he was just another nigga with fucked up vision. Just another coon with a silver spoon who would soon fade back to black. Property seized due to back taxes. Your bought for whiteness expired fade to black. On the other side of the fence where they found the grass to be green, they could care less about some black man's dream. Fade to black. And after all that, I can't get a day from work off. I still can't get a day off from work to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King. America gave me nightmares because I had a dream. Tax through my paycheck so I can't afford those things. Nightmares clipped my wings, but in my dreams I saw you gave me nightmares because I dream. I'm a dreamer of things. You give me nightmares, nightmarish things. Remove my heritage. We be kings and queens. You took that and gave us whips and chains, but still I rise. I, I, I have a dream. No more rope part two. You can't stop this thing. Stop thinking. I told you before, we be black and pigmented. Every shit on this planet, we invented because we dream. We, 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 we dream. And that's that piece. Yo, that was powerful, bro. That was a powerful piece, man. That's the first time. Actually, actually, that's like one of the first times I actually heard you say like a conscious piece. But that was like one of the most powerful pieces I heard from you. So, man, that's kudos to you. Kudos to you. That's what I was. Hey. hey, thank you, bro. I thought you knew, man. I got something to send to you in your inbox. And um, uh, that'll be titled No More Rope. If you thought you heard some consciousness, I got something for you. I got something for you. But thank you, brother, man. I'm glad I got a chance to make it over here finally, you know, to spend some time with you and the family, man, uh, Kingdom yeah. Inc., man. You know I got much love for y'all, bro. Much love, much love. Much love is uh, returned back to you. Keep on doing your thing. Shout out to Epiphany Radio. 
you know what I'm saying? Y'all are doing your thing. You got us, you know, you got our support like always. So keep doing your thing, brother. All right. Hey, thank you, my brother. And check this out. My family should be on the line. So look for some more from Epiphany, all right? Word. I got you, bro. All right, baby. One all right. Love. One love. One love. That was the CEO of Epiphany Radio. Mr. For real the poet kicking it off with Fade to Black. I Love that piece. And it's so crazy because I watched uh, the movie Selma last night. It was me, my wife-to-be queen, my mother, my grandmother. And to me, like, that whole movie really humbled me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Not just as, you know what I'm saying, uh, an artist, but also, like, just a human being. Just to appreciate, you know what I'm saying, the freedoms that people back then didn't have, like the right to vote, to use public transportation, you know, so on and stuff. You you really don't know how much you how much of a blessing you have until you actually know the story behind it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm sticking to. But yeah, we all keep the thing going, moving and grooving. Oh man. Speaking of Tiffany Radio, this is my sister right here. This is like I you know I call her my cousin because, you know, she always coming through giving us support. You know what I'm saying? And I love her so dearly, you know what I'm saying, because she's a phenomenal artist herself, crazy on the ink. And I, I definitely, you know, show her so much love every time she comes through. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than Faith Pheromones. What's going on, love? Hey, Cuzzo, what's good? Cousin, what's going on with you? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's all being. What's yeah. going on? That's what's happening. Man, what's been going on with you? Uh, just you know, just doing stuff, just just being creative and trying to get these poems done, and you know, so I could venture out on making a spoken word CD before I come out with a book of poetry. That was under the advice of of Keith and Zad Zaid. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Shout out to my Epiphany family. I love them to life, as Enigmatic Mahogany says. And man, shout out to Kingdom Inc. Where's my sister? Oh, uh, she's out and about. She be coming through in the momentarily, but she out and about. She says everybody her love though. Uh, I uh, I have a piece that I want to share. Um. It's called uh, I Want to Go Home. And uh, here it goes. When I arose this morning from a not-so-deep slumber, and when I opened my blinds to a world neither wonder nor intrigue, my son wore a bitter mask of loneliness. For shine was not so bright. I want to go home. But thus far in my life, I knew that I did not belong here. Here in this world, which has became a stranger to me. All these people and their hellos seems as though they spoke a foreign language to me. I have the yearning to smell fresh grass and fruit trees and rich soil 
Here I inhale deeply only to receive the pungent scent of deceit and despair. And I want to go home. This place that I and my forefathers have been forced to dwell in is drain my ancestors of their identities and the treasures of their souls. They even got us claiming and want to be Africa and Egypt. But we're not African or Egyptian. Mm. And if you remember, what did the Most High do to the so great Egypt that you want to claim? Wake up, Israel. Not being compared to those Israelis that are over there, but the true children of the Most High. He said that his chosen ones would whore after other gods for lack of knowledge, and he called us his stiff-necked people. He called us his hidden ones. See, he already knew, and he gave the children of Israel chance after chance because he loved us, because he enjoyed us. We were a holy people unto him. He loved us so much that our God sent us a Savior that came through the bloodlines of we Hebrew Israelites. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but they do lie. I will make them come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Wow, that's what the Most High thought about us. You have even brainwashed our people. But now we don't even accept the blessings of our Lord God that we are his chosen ones. And again, I say he called us his hidden ones. He knew your evil works. And he left the basic instructions before leaving earth with us, which you know is your Bible. We were uprooted from the soil that gave the creation of life and the forbidden fruit. Sold by Hamites, a.k.a. Africans, descendants of Noah's son, Ham unto the great nation of the eagle, which is called America. In Deuteronomy, he said, Then the Lord will scatter you among all people from all ends of the earth, and there you shall serve other gods. Neither you nor your father have known in wood and stone How can we be of two nations, people? How can we be African and Americans? 
And I tell you this, that you are going to answer to the evil which you have done in stealing our identity. A corrupt epidemic of pure evil replaces the laughter of a joyful people. Here we have no drums, no quiet, no rest, and no peace. How dare you rob our mother Israel of her seeds and and claim her as your own and promising to make her better, destroying her with hunger and disease. Restore her beauty and give her back her seeds. See, you are that thief in the night and the owners of nightmares, death, and deceit, and I want to go home. Our past has even sent hurricanes and tornadoes to retrieve us, and yet you you still ignore the signs. A race without a culture is dangerous when left unattended, for you, Esau, will claim all for yourselves and leave nothing for no one else. Israel. Israel, the promised land from the God of Israel, the land of milk and honey, the land where my real fathers died, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to go home. I need to go home. Shall return home. That was a powerful poem. And it was like I was listening to you, and, like, I could just imagine seeing you, uh, like, in the theater, like, with the curtains in the background, all the good stuff, like, just you, the stage, and the spotlight, and you and your poem. And the words, your imagery is just so strong. Like, I can just close my eyes and just see, like, the whole scene that you have set up. And I noticed that you was taking, um, I noticed more and more, like, you're taking a little bit more time, a little taking a little bit more slower, like, performing that poem. Like, you didn't recite it. You performed it. Like, you gave it more life. You brought it to life as far as uh, taking time with the, um, you know, breathing and not rushing or anything like that. So that was a powerful performance. I, I love it. I love the poem. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, that's our truth. And um, we are conditioned to believing in the traditions of man. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been doing. We, have, we are a lost nation of people. Mm-hmm. And the Most High spoke this. Uh, it was prophesied that this would happen to us mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy 28. We need to wake up because mm-hmm. he said only one-third of Israel will make it through the fire because we are going to deny who we are. We're not going to accept who we are because we're lost. Mm-hmm. We are the lost sheep of Israel. So we need to wake up 
and reclaim ourselves. And when we do this, the Most High promised that our Savior, Yahweh Shah, will come back for us. Mm-hmm. But we need to do a lot of waking up. That, that you you got that poem like everywhere. That's that definitely a strong poem. So I definitely appreciate you coming through, rocking that piece out, and I, I y'all getting them. I can't laugh wait to listen to that again and again. I need to see you on a stage. When am I see you on a stage? <laughs> I don't know. You Actually, you I'm 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 I got stage. I'm shy. You know what? We gonna fix that. <laughs> I am like total I am shy. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm quiet, I'm really mm-hmm. reserved. I hide behind this here phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh huh. You know what? You sound just like your sister Iris right now, just to throw that out there. When I was in Virginia oh, yeah. Iris Iris did the same thing. She was talking about she was so shy and everything. How about uh, the first time, and you remember the story. I told you, like, I saw her at, at the open mic, and me and SYA basically got her to get on stage. So she grabbed the chair, sat it on stage, oh. got the mic, did it a rocket piece. And I swear to you, her piece was so powerful. I'm talking about that piece was so dope. I swear all the men that listened to it went back to puberty after listening to that poem. Because she had them in her palm, like, you know what I'm saying? It, I understand, like, you know what I'm saying, stage fright, because I was like that myself. But it's like, you know what I'm saying, everyone has that piece, you know what I'm saying? So once you, once you get that, once you do it, once you do it that first time, uh-huh. I'm telling you, you're going to get hooked. Because after I did it the first time, I was like, okay, I got to do this again. <laughs> and I kept doing it again. Uh, Yosef got serious. I'm Serious stage fight. <laughs> Do you like Dark Vader? Join me in the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, bro. I know that's right. All right. But so I, I know, but it's all love, though. It's all love. It's all love. But, yo, keep doing your thing. You my, you my cousin, so keep doing your thing. Love you so much. Hey, Mo, keep on listening in and uh, keep doing your thing, all right? All right, bro. All right, now. That was my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Stay pheromones coming through with I Want to Go Home. I'll tell you, like, and, and this was for anybody. Like, if you had stage fright, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, yeah, people come online, you know what I'm saying, recite their piece, you know what I'm saying, off the dome or whatever. But there's no harm in you reading your poem. Trust me. First time I did it, it was like I was a little, I was a, I was shaking. My book was shaking because I was so nervous. But it was like after that first time, it was like, oh, I gotta do this again. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I, and I, you know, I urge all of you. You know what I'm saying? You know a poet that you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't got on stage not one time. You know, bring them to an open mic. You know, come on, be like, hey, come on, let me get on this mic. Let them be. I don't. Don't now. Don't be mean. Have them be like the first one. You know what I'm saying? Let them calm down, coach them, do what you need to do, and you know what I'm saying? Do them from there. Trust me. It's you know it's an experience that you, you would want. 
especially as a poet. But anywho, we all get this thing going. Speaking of poets, this poet right here, she she featured on our show um, a few weeks ago. Powerful poet, always dropping new tracks. You know what I'm saying? Her album just me, uh, the poet really dropped and just you know what I'm saying. It's been lit all over Facebook. And, you know what I'm saying, she got a new album coming out this year. I'm definitely excited for her. You know what I'm saying? Every time I see her, she either on her way or on her way from and might. You know what I'm saying? So I know she, you know what I'm saying, she's doing her thing right now. Much love to her. You see, she's also one of the administrators for the, the Black Poetry Cafe. And I'm definitely excited because I'm definitely going to try to come down for Poetry Fest. This year, I made it as my bucket list. I'm coming down. Dog it. <laughs> but anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about nothing other than just me. What's going on? Well, hello, Ross. What kind of, I mean, what am I supposed to say after an introduction like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. Like, that was beautiful, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm busy, but I'm great. So, no complaints at all. No. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Ah, man, like, I, I'm definitely excited because I was like, oh, yeah, I saw you online. I was like, oh, man, just me on the mic? Oh, yeah, I, didn't, I, I never want to be that person who only shows up to a show when she's the feature. You know that person? Right. Um, oh. I never want to be that person. But I don't want to, you know, like, um, I'm not able to always call. So I, I never tell people, yes, I'll definitely be there. I prefer to just kind of pop up and surprise you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know that I'm here and I, I haven't forgotten you and I'm, I'm not just riding off of uh, feature time, you know. That's, that's not the chick I want to be, so. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yo, yeah. I thank you. Do you have a theme tonight, Carrie, or is it anything, whatever? How do we, what are we rolling tonight? Hey, it is open mic. You do what you do. We are okay. wrong, so do what you do. Okay. Um. I wanted to kind of stray away from the typical, and I'm not saying this in a, in a derogatory manner, but I didn't want to do the uh, Martin Luther King piece or the Black Pride piece because I think everybody's kind of in that mode. So um, I think I'll go a different direction if I can find something a little different to do. Okay. So let's do, um, okay, I don't know if you've heard this piece or not. Um, this is the piece I wrote for my, what I call my ancestral idol, who is a woman by the name of Sarah Bartman. And um, Mm -hmm. Sarah Bartman, for anyone who doesn't know her, um, was a a sister who um, was basically tricked by Europeans, an African sister who was tricked by Europeans into thinking they were going to take her to um, England, Europe, to the land of wealth. And what they did um, was basically put her on display in a circus because of her body. They had never seen a butt like hers, a build like hers, um, even a vagina like hers. So they caged her, uh, had her naked. They introduced her to drugs. They sexually abused her. Um, And even after she died, they uh, dissected her and kept her remains on display in museums throughout France and Europe um, until the 1970s. So I'm not talking about something from, you know, way back that we're not connected to. Um, and, and I felt a connection to the sister because of her form, because we're shaped similarly. And um, learning about her helps, helps me learn about me. So 
um, I penned a piece for her that I titled Dear Sister Sarah. I spent most of my life wondering why my hips had to be so wide, why my butt stuck out so far, and why there was so much thickness in my thighs. And when no answers came, I, I simply tried to hide this body of mine. I draped it in every oversized shirt I could possibly find, hoping no one would see this, this exaggerated part of my anatomy. I shifted the focus from my physique to my mind. I honed my intelligence so my mental would shine, but this booty still got the attention every single time. And I just couldn't comprehend how a preteen was supposed to handle getting attention from grown-ass men. I think that's where the dilemma begins, this discomfort with my body, this love-hate with my outside. So many nights I cried, wishing it away. Bargaining with God almost every day, but nothing changed. This body either remained the same or got bigger, aided in its growth by my emotional triggers, and so the cycle continued. I hated my reflection through my teenage years. I cringed every single time I was forced to hear, Damn, girl, where'd you get all that ass? Treated as if the size of my rear preempted my class and overshadowed my mind. Happened so many times I started believing it myself. I bought into the myth that body was my own wealth, so I tried loving it, parading it, but nothing really worked. Still it hurt. Each big booty Judy joke increasing my pain until the day I heard her name. Sister Sarah Bartman. If you don't know her, I beg you to do your research because one poem can't begin to cover the depths of her words. She was a woman phenomenally with a body the likes of which Europeans weren't used to seeing. See, she had a body like me, small waist, wide hips, and a big butt that naturally swayed. They were so fascinated by her body that they put her on display like she was a freak naked, caged, and subjected to the critique of strangers. Her death didn't even make her torment to cease. Dying didn't even bring her PC. They just dissected her and continued to study her. They called her hot and hot Venus. And it made me realize that still today, they use our bodies to try to demean us. They try to make us feel like our natural curves are a disgrace while they boldly attempt to replace our beauty with their ideas of what it should be. But they can't kill the light in sisters like Sarah and me. Our legacy was secured by Sister Sarah's sacrifice, and it wasn't in vain that she paid that price. If she could endure all they put her through, then damn it, I can too. And I will swing these wide hips with pride, and I will smile both on the end and on the outside because now it's clear. Most people ridicule what it is they fear, so their treatment of her and what I sometimes receive is because we possess something that they couldn't achieve if they tried. <laughs> All these years they lied, pretending we were unattractive, that our bodies filled them with disgust. But the truth is, most were fighting their own lust or their envy. <laughs> or oh, they liked us plenty. They absolutely saw the beauty of Sarah's physique. They knew the power that comes with being so unique. And now I do too. So I simply say, 
Dear Sister Sarah, thank you. And that's that piece. Yo, that was dope. Thank you. That's dope. Oh, my gosh. And it's so crazy because I remember studying Sarah Bartman. Yes. College. And that is so crazy. I, I love that piece. That's like one of those pieces that, that has to be in schools, you know, churches. Like, I'm talking about that. that's an educational piece. Like, you just put us to class with that piece. You know, when, when I posted that piece on Facebook, that piece was shared almost 100 times oh, by yeah. people I barely knew, didn't, had never met people I didn't know. I got tons of friend requests, and it, it made me realize that it's not – my and Sarah's struggle alone, it's really the black woman's struggle right. in this country is to find beauty in our form because they try so hard to tell us we don't have it. Um, and I never really realized that growing up or, or even being an adult. Like, I really thought this was just something I struggled with, you know, and it, that, it, it made me realize that poetry is, is, that's the whole point of poetry is we share our stories you know, not to convince people, but to let them know that they're not alone. Right. In the way that they think, in the way that they feel, and the experiences that they have. So that's what that piece allowed me to do, and I'm I'm forever grateful for it. Yo, that was no piece. I definitely will listen to that again on our archives. Then I'm going to find it on Facebook so I can read it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, somewhere. If I can find it, I'll tag you to it because I, I think I put a picture with it, so it might be a little easier to find. I actually put some some artwork depicting her. Um, okay. Okay. And, and, yeah, so I'll look for it. If I can find you, I'll tag you. I appreciate that. Thank you. No, no problem. No problem. Thank you so much for coming through, showing Absolutely. love. Yeah, I definitely and I definitely need to come see y'all. That poetry fest, okay? Oh, yes. Let me let me say that just really quickly, not to tie up your line, but um, the dates for Poetry Fest are, I want to say, the 11th through the 14th. It's the weekend before Father's Day in June in Atlanta. It's a three-day event. Um, Thursday night is the open mic and kind of like our slam competition. Um, then Thursday, I mean, then Friday and Saturday are the actual shows. And then Saturday, we hope to close out with a party bus, which we started doing last year. Um, it is absolutely a poet's weekend. <laughs> it's just poets. <laughs> we hang out. Man, last year, we started doing this thing called Lobby Life, um, where we literally called around to each other's rooms and, like, what you got to eat in your room? You know, we had all hit, like, a Walmart or something before we, you know, settled in. So people grabbed whatever they had. We had potato chips, fruit trays. Um, yogurt, uh, candy bars, and we just got down in the lobby, threw everything on the table. People were spitting pieces. People were telling jokes. People were just laughing and talking. And we spent the entire two days, like, when we weren't doing shows in the lobby, like living lobby life. And we're looking forward to that this year, you know, just just getting, you know, ciphers, just hanging out and, and enjoying poetry. So if you are a poet or you're a fan of poetry, that's absolutely the place to be in June uh, 2015. It's our 10-year anniversary, so we're going to make it live for sure. All right, people. All right, poets. Make sure you go follow the information. Follow Just Me, the poet, Melissa, Just Me, Ellis. Um, yeah. Hit up for information. And, you know what I'm saying, also go to the – uh, the official Black Poetry Cafe group. Yeah, uh, that, I have the information as well. I'm telling you, this is not. This is something that you do not want to miss as a poet. I agree. So it's, it's not a game. <laughs> Poetry is not a not game. Not, for sure. okay. So 
Thank you very much. I don't want to tie up your line anymore. Um, I'm listening, though. I'm still here. All right. Appreciate you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was just me, the poet, coming through, educating us about uh, Sarah Bartman with This Is for Sarah. Yo, this show is getting hot by the minute. You know what I'm saying? I had to get my water bottle, you know what I'm saying, to keep myself cool because everybody coming in blazing tonight. So speaking of keeping cool, we're going to go up to the shy, shy town in the building. Let's see who we got. Chicago, you on the mic. Chicago, 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 you on the mic. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going I'm, on with you? Uh, well, this is not. Oh my gosh, a lot. Not a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, this is this is Honey G. Um, I actually thought I was just going to sit back in the cut and listen for a minute, see what's going on because I got a little late. So I, you know, I saw that you guys were in the middle of homework and I needed to take a break. So I said, oh, wait a minute, there's a show tonight. Let me check it out and see what's going on because I've been meaning to check out this show for a minute, and this is my first time getting the opportunity. So I just kind of came in on, you know, a few minutes just before just me did her piece that I quite enjoyed, Uh, very educational. I I could really appreciate that. And uh, just listening, trying to see what's going on. So what are you guys doing tonight? Is there a topic? Uh, no topic. This is all open, all open mic. So just say how you feel and rock out. Oh, oh hey, how I feel. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I do have a few um, short pieces uh, that I kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of shy a little bit. <laughs> um. Anyways, I, I have a piece that I have been working on, and it's kind of a short piece. Um, and I call this piece that I would like to call Don't Feed the Monkey. And it's, uh, oh, here it is. <laughs> Please stay away from me and let me be, although I know I've approached, I'm the one that approached you. Because I don't have the strength to walk away from you, please don't allow me to linger in this place if you don't feel the if you don't feel the way that I do. Please give me some space and let me go through what I've got to go through. I'm asking you to please not feel sympathy for me, and I need you to just go on. Because the more you cater to me, the more I want to hold on. I know that you're a good man, and that's why I want you so much. But it just hurts to know that I could never be the recipient of your kiss, your love, or your touch. I've got to be careful with my emotions and handle them responsibly, because if I'm not careful, then I find myself waking up somewhere I'm not supposed to be. And then we should have a one-night stand. Tell me, what would that do but to hurt me when you pick up your things off of the floor? and walk out like I was nothing to you. Please, don't feed the monkey, because this ain't no circus, no carnival, or zoo. And if you ain't prepared to keep the monkey, 
then don't do what the zookeepers do. In peace. All right, all right, all right, all right. I like that. I like the gesture. I like that. Now, people, my kid, that had me thinking for a little bit. I say, oh, what's she going with this? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I like the gesture of it. I, I definitely like the gesture of it. I, I like, I like that angle. I definitely do. Um, especially uh, how you set it up and everything, and you know, that that was dope. I ain't gonna lie. That was a dope way to do it. Okay. That, was, that was interesting. All right, honey G. All right, tell everybody where they can find you at. Well, I'm on Facebook under Gigi Hicks, and I also I'm part of Team Jack. Uh, we do I do Friday Night Lights. I'm, I'm a co-host on Friday Night Lights as well. All right, so everybody, go check out Honey G. Go to her link. You know, check out our show Friday Night Lights. You know what I'm saying? See how she get down. Definitely appreciate your ink. Keep on doing your thing, and uh, hope you like to stick around. Keep on listening, all right? All right, then. Thank you much. All right, thank you. That was Honey G coming through with do not be the monkeys. That's that, that interesting. I ain't going to lie. I, uh, it was like, you know what I'm saying, that is something. Um, at first, I thought she was going to go with one way, but then she, she hit me with another way. But that, that was, I ain't going to lie, that was dope. That was a dope way to do it. So we're going to keep the thing going. We're going to stay in the shot. We're going to stay in the shot town. Shot town. What's going on? Oh, baby, you. <laughs> well, What's happening, man? Oh, well. I just get in the building. Everybody take a breath. <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? Hey, you know, I'm always royal when I step foot into the kingdom, man. I'm always good. I'm good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, what's going on with you, man? Man, you MIA. MIA, brother. You know, I've just been working, man, trying to keep myself one foot, you know, above water, man. Just had some trials and tribulations I had to deal with, but because I'd always put God first. He's brought me through that, and man, I'm coming back stronger, man. So I'm I'm happy, man. I'm blessed, man, definitely. And, man, man, we, we're going to talk behind the scenes, man, but I got some real, 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 real tasty things for uh, the ink, man. That's all I can say. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. so with, but with it being, you know, of course, uh, the birthday of uh, Martin Luther King, I just uh, – I went and saw Selma, man, and that was a great movie. I love the fact that they didn't just focus on King, but they really focused on the movement itself, man. And behind that, I said, you know what? With everything going on, I need to get in my notebook, man. So I'm here to hit it, release some frustrations. Right, right, right. All right, man. You already got the mic, so do what you do, bro. All right. This one is uh, called Unlawful Justice. You say I have the right to remain silent and that anything I say can and will be used against me in the court of law when the truth is whether I make it to court or not depends on your aim and my ability to survive being shot. And since dead men can't testify, racist killers behind the badge just go on being cops, right? So now the unarmed are worried about whether you're blast or not. And being another story told after the casket drops because unjustifiable murder seems to go hand in hand with routine traffic stops. 
Did you really join the force to serve and protect us, or does your service only pertain to situations where the skin is white? The same mindset as the judge that gave Claude Banks and Ray Gibson life, but this is not a movie. It's a violation of my civil rights. So now we march and protest until our feet are sore, reaching for justice for Mike Brown and Eric Garner, two of many that have suffered death by those who have abused the badge, but when we view the past, nothing's changed. We're still bruised. They just removed the scabs. The only difference is now there's smartphones to record the crime. So when you say you didn't hear him say you can't, he can't breathe, you can't ignore your eyes recorded live, but the truth is not enough to win a verdict, and apparently there's no non-racist ringmaster in the circus. So what... So what are we to do? So what? Are, so what are we as people to do that lose our respect for authority and can't get a ray of light to all the clouds to prove the storm will cease? The red, white, and blue flag becomes a handkerchief to mourn police, and since there is no end of violence, we've decided that there's a war on peace. What's reasonable for us when I already got my hands up? Bullets that I can't duck aimed at my mortality. It won't change the reality that my kids won't see me laugh again, and I can't pretend like my demise isn't really happening. Through fear and intimidation with no regard for human life. When your when your protection says protect life, paid holidays become peaceful rest nights, a holiday that condones one less, right? So when the headlights flashing and my heart's racing at the speed of light, I should be pardoned for murder because I was just too scared to let you read my rights. And that's that piece. Dumbness. Yo. I like that piece, man. Yo, uh, you, yeah, you say say something, say it with your chest. Say it. And <laughs> my apologies, man. I stumbled over it because it's the first time I'm trying to spit it from memory. If I had the paper, you know, it'd be good. But I'm trying to come off the top with it, so hey, you ain't gotta apologize for that, man. Hey, trust me. Like the message was still heard. That's why I tell people all the time. No matter how how much you stumble on it, as long as the message is still heard. Your mission was accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So, that's yo. That's what I'm talking about. Enjoying it with the fam, man. Tasty Tuesday. Stand up. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, that was a dope piece, man. And, like, it's so funny because it's funny you talk about that because I just saw, like I told, like I said before in the show, like I just watched Selma last night. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it's one of those films, it's like, you have to. You know what I'm saying? When you watch it, like after you watch it, if you're not humble about, you know what I'm saying, the freedoms that you have, check your phone. <laughs> check yeah. your phone. Because, you know what I'm saying, like these people, were like you know what I'm saying, folks back then, they were just marching just to get, a, just to get, just to get the opportunity to vote. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. They were marching just to get the opportunity to march. Right. <laughs> And it's so crazy now that, you know what I'm saying, I hear plenty of people now, like, they just come out with the language excuses not to vote. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I was working late. Or, uh, nah, I got tired. Or, uh, it ain't really going to matter anyway. And right. I'm going to do. My poodle got out the front yard. Really? Right. Come on now. Come on, come on. You know what I'm saying? I don't think those people, like, I, I, I guarantee you, everybody, black, white, Latino, blue, green, whatever, you got to watch that film, you know what I'm saying, because it will make yeah. you appreciate, you know what I'm saying, how far we've come, and it will let you realize how much more work 
we got to do. You know exactly. So, And even more important than that, I think a huge reason why people won't get out there and vote is because they don't even study the characters that we're voting for. They don't do the research to say, right. well, you know what, this person is actually worth voting for. They've given up so long ago to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone remembers a time where our rights were just pretty much shunned away, and every time we did get a chance to vote for somebody, you know, our, our ballots weren't even cast during those times. So now that we can actually say that, you know, they're paying attention to our ballots and they actually make sense, then we owe it to ourselves to do our research and studies on the people that we want to be, you know, conducting these laws, man. You just said something right there, bro. You just said something. Yo, yo, man, you know, you know the throne room's open, you know what I'm yes. saying? So, you know what I'm saying? We got the cheese, the grapes, all that good stuff. Tell Queen I love her too, man, and I'm about to put my address in because I'm trying to come here wedding bells, and that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's, what's yes. that's what's happening. All right, bro. Thank you, man. All right, man. That was my homie and the one of the artists for Kingdom Inc. Productions. This is my homeboy. Oxygen, you know what I'm saying? I hope everybody enjoyed that fresh breath because, you know what I'm saying, it's like he just comes in with this this energy and it's just like you can't help but, you know what I'm saying, to turn up with him because, you know what I'm saying, he is just – and what I love about him is that he's so humble, but he's so powerful as an artist. He can, you know what I'm saying, he, of course you can hear him sing and you heard him, you know, spit a piece, but he can also, you know, spit – like he can rap. He can really rap. Now, when I mean rap, like, it ain't mean about that money or that other BS. I'm talking about, like, he can rap about, you know what I'm saying, legit stuff. He can go to, he can go to talk some of the best stuff. I'm just telling you that right now. But, anywho, we're going to keep the thing going. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to shout out to my man, Unchained. You know what I'm saying? I know he's been late for a little while. We're going to go over to him, and we're going to kick it out. Unchained, what's going on, bro? Unchained, you on the mic? Unchained. All right, I think he's on mute. Unchained. Did we got him? Uh, hello, hello, hello. I check. Unchained. One once, going twice. Okay, we'll go back to him a little bit later on. But yo, everybody just came in, just rocking it out, man. That's just dope. And you know what? Everyone's being consciousness and. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody did. I, I guess it's because it was the day after Martin Luther King Day, and they didn't really have, y'all didn't really have no, you know, opportunity to actually speak for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Reflecting on that day. So I definitely appreciate y'all, you know what I'm saying, for doing that. So I actually, um, I actually wrote this piece um, right before the movie. But, I, like, after I watched the movie, like, I stayed up last night, you know what I'm saying, tweaking it. Just because it's like, as a poet, it was like my responsibility, you know what I'm saying, to reflect on this movement, you know what I'm saying, that happened. And we have we got a new movement going on, especially with like, you know, police brutality, you know what I'm saying, uh so many black men, you know what I'm saying, killed over some of this nonsense and it, you know what I'm saying, it's this is what the movement there's a movie going now that, you know what I'm saying, we gotta address. So, you know what I'm saying, I definitely appreciate y'all for coming through, writing it out with us. So Here's my piece. I call it extinction. So here we go. 
I find myself in a position where the phrase, see you tomorrow, is almost as automoronic as the dreams of growing up. A period of time where under the illuminations of police lights, young black bodies lie. I can only imagine my daughter's eyes when she's searching for that shining black night to only be told that black men is just as distinct as their chances now to survive. Sometimes I find myself praying after kissing my wife that the Lord grants me another day to live this life. However, I'm a little reluctant to plan for the future when the present seems too bleak to even try. So my question is why? Why am I a bad guy within the eyes of the blue, red, and white? I can still hear those mothers cry as their young sons lay breathless behind yellow lines. They shot down Mike Brown, choked Eric Garner until he couldn't breathe any longer, but the mind ponders about the law's definition of protect and serve. Seems absurd unless the words meant to apply to protect themselves while serving injustice to the public. The courts lost more substance as the population wonders if it's even safe to be around public safety. So is it just maybe, just maybe, the community can communicate for unity for too many times on the street lights, police start attacking black men even if they didn't commit a crime. So what about this time? What about the other time? Or how about future times when young black brides look for future kings, but instead of that walk to the sanctuary, they visit the cemetery to bury their happily ever afters? Future doctors, lawyers, Fathers, brothers, and friends of all my black men, I only have one wish for you. Live. That's my piece, y'all. And thank y'all so much for listening in. And we got my boy, uh, somebody from South Carolina, just now calling in. I know they want to receive the piece, so let's go open their mic up. South Carolina, you on the mic? Gary B, what's going on, family? What's going on with you? Not much, man. I just got off of work, my brother. Man, I man. decided to call in to say what's up. <laughs> I'm driving now, so I, I can't. Uh, I don't got a piece prepared. That's good. That's good. And let y'all know I'm still alive, still in the thing. Heaviest ahead who wears the crown. That's word. That's word. That's word. Man, for everybody that don't know, this is Pythagoras. The poet, you know what I'm saying? You got to have the horn playing when you spit, you say his name, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to announce his presence, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm just saying, because he got a strong name, Pythagoras. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This is like, if those that don't know what, who Pythagoras was, do some research. Google. I'm just saying. I'm trying to tell you, like, when I first heard this, bro, you know what I'm saying? He told me his name. I was like, Pythagoras. Let me Google that. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Once you Google it, you'll find out a lot more, a lot better than I can explain, but this one was pretty deep. Right. It, it's really deep. So I'm, I'm just telling you now, you know what I'm saying? Expand your mind. Google is your best friend. I'm just telling you that right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, appreciate you, man. And uh, I know you've been working on getting, getting the grind on and stuff. You know what I'm saying? The schedule's been absolutely crazy. Trust me, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what's up, man. But, yo, man, appreciate you so much for calling in and, you know what I'm saying, letting us know that you're good. You know what I'm saying? We're good. But, you know, I know you're working hard, so. I'm going to try to be around, man. I'm going to try to be around. All right, fam. All right. All right,
that was my man, my homie, another artist of Kingdom Inc., Pythagoras the poet. You know what I'm saying? You got to say it. You got to drag the the ag, the Pythagoras. You know what I'm saying? And I, y'all can't see me, but I have my hand up, like you know what I'm saying? I'm in the theater, like I'm holding my skull, cause like you know what I'm saying? You gotta present it that way, like Pythagoras. Oh, you know, I'm just saying. Don't leave me alone. I'm silly. I'm silly. Okay. <laughs> Well, yo, man, y'all, I thank y'all so much for calling in, you know what I'm saying, and rocking out with your boy KRB. And this here is Taste the Tuesdays on Kingdom Eat Radio. We always hear every Tuesday, every, every Tuesday. So, you know what I'm saying, tell your friends, tell your family, tell the man across the corner, tell your postman, you know what I'm saying, tell your hairdresser, you know what I'm saying, even the mechanic, you know what I'm saying. Let them know we here. Appreciate y'all. Y'all keep writing. Y'all keep grinding right here on Taste of Tuesdays on Team Week Radio. Expect the crown. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.